Good evening. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is um, Appendix 2, The Spiritual Experience, and our speaker tonight is Kathy R. Thank you, Kathy. Great. Thank you, Lisa. Um, my name is Kathy, and I am a compulsive um, overeater. And grateful to be here tonight. Um, I think I was asked to share at this meeting quite a while ago, and I've had just a crazy busy travel schedule this year, and um, this is the first time I could come. Um, and, and when I was asked to speak on the spiritual experience, I really um, got over my dismay at saying yes, and because the spiritual experience is one of my favorite parts of the big book. Um, my home group is a daily big book step study meeting. And I do go to that meeting most days and have read this page um, many, many times, This these two pages really. And so I'm not really, this is the first time I've been at this meeting and I know that I'm supposed to speak for 20 minutes and cover this spiritual experience. And I should have asked this before the recording, but do I share my story as relating to this or just talk about the spiritual experience. I, I think you can do both, Kathy. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Um, I definitely can do both because it's all related. Um, I have been abstinent now for a little over two years, two years and three months actually today. Um, my abstinence date is June 7th, um, 2020. And I came back into OA after being away for many years. Um, I originally came into Overeaters Anonymous when I was 20 years old and got abstinent right away. I didn't come to this program until I was really desperate to lose weight. <laughs> That's what I was really desperate to do was to lose weight. And um, I came here when I was ready to do whatever it took to do that. And I, I did that. You know, I got abstinent. I got a sponsor. I worked the steps. And um, almost 10 years later, I moved across the country to um, a place where there was very little Overeaters Anonymous and what I considered no recovery. And so I happily um, continued to go to Al-Anon, which I had gone to since I was 12, and just thought, you know, I can be abstinent and, um, and, and be okay with food without going to Overeaters Anonymous. And many years later, um, like 27 years, 26 years, something like that, um, I had gained some, I'd gained most of my weight back um, and I was miserable again. And I, um, you know, COVID hit and every, like the world, my world stopped. Um, and, and, you know, I was, I was going to, Ellen on Zoom meetings. And one day I went to a meeting down in South Florida. I live in the northern part of the state. And I went to a meeting of a friend of mine. And when I got off the meeting, I thought, I bet I could go to my, I could go to OA meetings in California where I used to live. And so I looked them up and there was a meeting 20 minutes later and I went to it. And the person, and I had no plans to do that. You know, I, um, had a higher power. I have a higher power. I've had a higher power since I was 14 years old. That was my first spiritual experience. And 
about five years ago, I started to work the steps again on um, some relationship issues that I had. And I really believe that God, my I call my higher power God. I really believe that God through that process was bringing me back to Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I, I had no plans to come back here. I did not ever want to be a member of Overeaters Anonymous again. Um, it wasn't cool and it wasn't fun. And yet I, I had started praying to, for God to help me with my food choices. And really when COVID hit, um, you know, I was staying home and I was, I was eating better because I was eating at home. I couldn't go out to eat and I started to lose some weight. And then one day I, at the grocery store, I bought something that I hadn't eaten in a very long time. And it just kind of all cycled back. And so anyways, I was praying and, and I, I think I had another spiritual experience where I had no plans to go to an OA meeting. And there I found myself at an OA meeting. And the person who was hosting that meeting was somebody I had known 30 years ago and been really good friends with. I had traveled with her, you know, like a lot of stuff. And I, I knew in person two or three people at that meeting, which was um, no accident. You know, I, I, I continued to go to meetings for a few months um, thinking I'll lose some weight and get okay again. And you know, not come back. And somewhere along, I think about two and a half months, I realized that I really do belong here. Even though I don't like it and I don't want to, I really belong here. I'm a compulsive eater. I have this disease and it's never going to go away, no matter how much I want it to. And so I got a sponsor and worked the steps in Overeaters Anonymous again. And you know, it says um, in the at the end of the spiritual experience, um, no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of this program. It requires willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness, and they're indispensable. And, you know, for a long time, um, I was not honest with myself about this disease. I, I just thought, you know, I was in denial. Like, I don't really have it. It's not that bad. It, you know, I just need to exercise more or eat a little less. It, it just, you know, it, it's going to be okay somehow. And it wasn't, you know, I like everything in my life looked pretty good on the outside, but I was miserable still on the inside because I couldn't control what went in my mouth, basically. And that seems really crazy to me, but that's the bottom line. And so when I came back, I was willing at first, it was just easy, kind of like the first time I came to OA. It was like, oh, this is great. You know, you get this little pink cloud and and you lose some weight and you're happy. And then like life starts setting in and, and it start, starts to not be as easy. And, you know, this time around, it was like, I do not want to emotionally eat ever again in my life. And, and the only way I know to do that is to really stay close to my higher power. And in order to do that, I have to have a spiritual experience on a regular basis. I have to be connected to my higher power and I have to take the steps that are required for me to do that. And, you know, for me personally, I um, get up every morning, I say a prayer, I write and I meditate and, and I do some other stuff too. Um, and, and that, um, that conscious contact that I try to maintain with the God of my understanding is the reason I think that I'm still coming back to OA meetings and doing service 
and have like a lot of neutrality around food and not, I don't think about food all the time. You know, I just got back from being on vacation for a week and a half um, in a big city where I ate out every single day. And I was more interested and more focused on the activities that we were doing each day than on what we were going to eat and where we were going to eat it and when we were going to eat it. It just wasn't a big deal. And, and I'm really grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful that I um, have a life today that is full and that it I don't require food to be full anymore. So I don't know, it's probably not that much time. Um, I, I think, um, you know, it, it says any, most emphatically, we would wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. Um, you know, when I first got here, I didn't really understand what God was. I didn't grow up in a religious household. And I soon found out that it's not required. You know, the great thing about this program is that we can all have different spiritual experiences. And for me personally, I can have spiritual experiences over and over and over. And sometimes they seem really profound and sometimes they seem really small, but they're all part of the process for me. Um, the other thing, you know, at the end of this, it says, um, this Herbert Spencer quote, there's a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Um, you know, I can still practice contempt about almost anything. Um, and, and this quote reminds me that that open-mindedness is essential to my recovery. You know, I remember five years ago when I was really, I kind of had a, an emotional breakdown over some grief that I was experiencing. And, you know, my sponsor at the time um, in another program suggested that I work the steps on it. And I was like, that is not going to work. And, you know, I had a long time in the program and that was still like my first response it was like, that's not going to work. And, you know, that's the whole contempt that that I had. And then, you know, the gift of desperation and pain sometimes is just what I need in order to kick myself into action. And, and, you know, it was like, well, what do you have to lose by working the steps? Well, I could just be more miserable, you know? And it was like, at the time I was like, I can't be more miserable. I couldn't imagine being more miserable than I was at that point. And so I began to work the steps and that process, I really believe is what brought me back to this program. And it's just all part of the process, you know, for me coming into, coming back into the program after being away for so long, um, it was humbling to be a newcomer. When I first got back here, I would have told you that I was still abstinent because all those years that I did not come to meetings, I still ate three meals a day um, with nothing in between. I thought that was just enough. And, and this time around, that's still my abstinence definition, but that's not enough for me anymore today. You know, I have a lot of um, guidelines that I follow for behaviors. Um, because for me, when I got really honest with myself, it wasn't about the food. It was about what I was doing with the food as far as when I ate it, where I ate it, who I hid it from, you know, all that kind of stuff. The, what, what the actual 
food that I was eating at a meal. And, and today it's just very different. Um, and that is a spiritual experience. You know, that is the um, transformation that working the steps allowed me to have because I really wanted to have God be the focus of my life and to rely on him for everything. And today, you know, I don't, I'm not perfect at all, but I do know um, that God is in charge of my life. God is in charge of everybody in my life. And I choose, I get to choose um, what I do, who I am and what my life looks like. And, you know, when I got here, when I got to 12-step programs, everything was somebody else's fault and there was nothing wrong with me. And, and this time, you know, when I really got it that I am my problem, then the great thing was that I am my solution. And if I go to God and I am seeking a spiritual path, then no matter what's going on in my life around me, it doesn't matter because I am okay inside. And that's um, the miracle for me of this program and of really being in the steps in the middle of the spiritual experience, which for me, I have to say that, um, you know, when I'm spiritually fit, it, nothing really matters about what's going on outside of me. And when I'm not spiritually fit, that's the greatest thing in the world could be happening and I would be miserable. And I have that experience, you know, I have that experience of knowing that everything is really good and I feel like crap. And I, I don't, I still experience that sometimes, definitely, but I know to, um, to go right to God. You know, I had a day when I was on vacation last week that um, I was pretty miserable. You know, I was, I was hot. I was, it was humid. I walked and walked and walked and I, I, we got lost and I got frustrated and I had like had this little emotional meltdown, but I didn't take it out on the person I was with. And, you know, he got in the shower and I sat there and went into some meditation and said a prayer first and really earnestly was like, God, I need some help. And, um, and I got it, you know, like immediately, like nothing really changed except that I got calm. And that's for me, that part of the miracle of, of working the steps and having a higher power and really relying on that higher power is that my experience can change. You know, the outside of me doesn't necessarily have to change, but my experience of the outside can change. And for me, that's, um, that's a great thing. You know, all I really want is peace and harmony in my life today. A little bit of excitement is fun and good, but um, I can have that too. And I'm really, really grateful. So I, I don't know how long that is, but I don't think I really have much else. I just am really grateful to be in Overeaters Anonymous. It's pretty amazing for me to even say that out loud because I did not want to be here for a very long time. And today it's okay. And I'm I'm grateful to get to come to meetings and um, share my experience, strength, and hope. So I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathy. Really appreciate you sharing mm -hmm. coming tonight.
All right, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter or step being studied this week. We asked, uh, we ask you to accept this guideline to in order to help keep our meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands. And actually, I think I'm supposed to call the or the the raised hands in order. This is an old script. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So. Um, Sally, will you please uh, continue to time for us three minutes for each share, or if Kathy has asked a question, uh, we'll allow three minutes. Yeah, all right, who's first? Okay, Wendy. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, Wendy S. in New York, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Kathy, for that share. That was really, really lovely. And uh, thank you to everyone who is giving service today. It's been a while since I got to this meeting. And um, when I got on, I was like, I don't recognize anyone. Um, but then, you know, some some other folks came on that, that have been around for a while or left and came back. Um, so you know, in a way that's, that's a spiritual experience for me because I really needed a meeting today and I really needed to connect and see faces, people that have seen me from the beginning and people that I've seen from the beginning and um, to see new people that I haven't met and hear their stories like Kathy. So thank you. Um, and I want to say something um, so, so I love that this meeting is choose your own conception. I do not have a conception of God. I do not believe in God per se. I do not have a higher power that is mine. Um, and I could still get recovered in this program. And that's so important for a newcomer because when I came in, it was so hard for me. I, I did not believe in God and I really tried and I really wanted to. And I would tell people, gosh, I wish I, I wish I believed in God and I would adopt other people's concepts. And it's wonderful that the big book says we get to choose our own. So, um, you know, do I pray every day? Yeah, I pray every day, but I don't pray to an entity. I pray for the next right action. I pray for, um, to be the best human being that I could possibly be. Um, I look at, you know, some general um, values of being a kind and loving person and being a compassionate person. And I ask myself, am I living up to that? And that's what I work on, you know, in my, in all of my steps to make sure, well, <laughs> not to make sure because I'm human and I'm totally imperfect and I make mistakes all the time. Um, but the, the spiritual um, experience, and I didn't have a, a white light, you know, aha moment that um, some people do have. I have this kind of ongoing personality change. And that's mm -hmm. really what it is. That's really what the spiritual experience is. Um, sorry, is that my time? Almost, a couple <laughs> seconds. Okay, so... 
yeah, so it's this ongoing personality change and willingness to look at what am I thinking? How am I behaving? And am I willing to let it go and just ask the universe for what is the next right action and how do I want to show up and how can I show up in a better way? So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Wendy. Okay, is it Joanne? Am I saying that right? Awesome. Thank Go you. Ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, now we can. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for your service. Thank you, Kathy. You you said in, in very eloquently everything that I've been thinking and experiencing. Uh, grateful to be recovered. And the points that really resonated with me is the continuous spiritual experience. Um, you know, on page 567, uh, it says here, with few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. This says it to the T. You know, gratefully um, recovered today, but life, as I always hear it in, in, in other meetings, gets really lifey sometimes. And food is no longer an option. Thank you, God. It, the option is conscious contact with the higher power, the God of my understanding, that keeps changing. That keeps changing. I, I open, you know, I pray for the, an open mind because I don't want to limit what I don't understand. And, you know, the guidelines to follow each day a behavior that used to be in food is no longer that. Even if I think, you know, in resentment or whatever, I'm able to live a different way of life today. I'm able to do the opposite of even when I think through the 10-step process. And, you know, a God-focused life. Yes, not perfect. God knows I'm not perfect. But when I'm spiritually fit, people and circumstances don't irk me or don't poke me as deep. And, and also this experience, the spiritual experience of late has helped me live in uncomfortable relationships and have peace with it because people about me are also sick. And to have that love and tolerance walk that love and tolerance gentle reminder thank you is not always easy but is very doable to have that peace and serenity in us and with that i pass thank you thank you joanne okay is it is it Ariane? go ahead oh, am i am i okay now 
Yes. Okay. Um, yes. Um, so much to say. I, I guess the thing I want to say about spiritual experience is that I had no idea coming into, I have never done a 12 step before. I had no idea the depth of what I would be getting. Um, somebody says ongoing personal personality transformation. That is a miracle. Um, learning that I'm just like everybody else on the planet and then we're all kind of sick and looking for healing is a, is a miracle. It changes the way you live. It changes everything. And, and I, the thing that's exciting to me is that I had, have had a meditation practice for 40 years. I've always been kind of a spiritual person but I had come to a roadblock and it was because of the food. I'm in my sixties. I only came to this realization of food addiction five years ago. So I've been living with this misery without knowing what it was. And, um, and so it's like, it's, it's, it's fleshed out my whole meditation practice in a way that it's like, there was a block between me and God because the, somebody said food strewn in the highway, you know, there's Cheetos in the way there's, there's, chocolate cake in the way between you and God, and it's got to be moved. And it's almost like that, you know, putting down the food was the first step of like, oh, oh, somebody is out there when I need them. And, and I can look to something besides the food. So it's been remarkably transformative. And recently, a personal experience is that I have just recently, two days ago, put down another food that I was okay on my abstinent list, but I have now realized is not okay. People say that happens, and it does to me. Um, so all of a sudden it was getting out of control and it was no longer part of, it shouldn't be there. And I postponed it a long time and I was getting increasingly miserable on this subtle level. I think it's that disconnect from the higher power thing. And, and so just in the last two days, as soon as I made the commitment and got through even the, the first hour of that new putting another thing down that needed to go, it's like the calm came back, the serenity. And I felt like plugged in again. So to me, it's like a, it's a either I'm plugged in or I'm not. And I was not wanting to come to meetings or anything. This thing kept growing because it was a disconnect. And, and the beautiful thing is, I think our desperation is, makes it essential that we be here. And that's why we get all the gifts, because God wants us to be together and do this thing. And then we get this amazing transformation from doing it is my feeling. And it's pretty remarkable. And I'm just decided that I got to keep moving. Staying still doesn't work anymore. Certainly going backwards doesn't work. I have to keep moving. And then the experiences just keep pouring in. And that means staying connected, keeping the food clean and keeping working the steps. So, excuse me. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. Okay, Karen. Hi, Karen Compulsive Overeater. Kathy, thank you for your sharing and your, your service tonight uh, and your experience strength and hope um a couple of things I just I really love that you talked about you know I'm my problem and I'm my solution and then you said uh you shared an experience where you got flustered and agitated and then you said I got calm and I really like that because that's part of this recovery and the spiritual experience and it says on page 567 about the profound alteration in her reaction to life and for me, like to get, when I get caught in my disease, you know, and I get irritable, restless, discontent, or I get, as, as I like to say, itchy, bitchy and twitchy, like 
<laughs> that's that's the space where I can really end up in trouble. And and that that profound alteration, how I react is different now, and especially in recovery, how I react is different. I know I'm reacting like having, I think, I don't know how many days I am now um, since this relapse is more than 70, but like, or I think it's about, so I, don't know, I don't know anymore, but I've stopped counting. But like in that relapse space, I react not calmly. And I just, I just like there's those three simple words. I got calm. You just get still and quiet and take that time to go within. And I just think it's a really beautiful example of what a spiritual experience can be. So simple and so gentle and and quiet. It's not, and that's what I like about this appendix because they had to clarify, you know, where it says they create an impression, you know, that people are having these God moments with shining lights and burning bushes and God knows what else. I don't know. But uh, it's not just that. It's just being able to step away from ourselves when we're in the moment. Uh, and I like how you articulated. I I am my problem and I am my solution. And uh, so I just want to thank you for that because it was really clear and um, I appreciated it. So thank you. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Meredith. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith, compulsive overeater. Um I'm off camera mostly because um, tomorrow I'm going to have an 18-year-old baby boy um, and I'm making him a special treat and which I'm glad to share that with everybody because accountability, but it's going well. Um, and yeah, I'm hearing in a lot of shares tonight just about um, our different are new in different reactions to life. And it is, I mean, here, here, I'm here to agree that it's quite a miracle. Um, I shared with a fellow that, you know, <laughs> this is really a kick in the pants, but I bought a toy for my dog yesterday because it was on sale for $10. And he had no interest in it when I brought it home. But at the end of the night, I discovered he ate it, the whole thing. So I had to bring him to the doggy ER last night. And uh, <clears throat> it was quite costly. All for a toy on sale. Mm. So. But, you know, I got so thankful for my dog and that there is emergency help available for this guy. And. Um, he's no worse for the wear. And, uh, I mean, you know what, it's going to be okay. Like God is going to make that up somehow to me. <laughs> like, well, I'll get the money somewhere to pay for that. And, um, it's going to be great. And I still have my dog and I'm just happy. And I'm going to have an 18 year old baby boy tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Um, and also, I I just wanted to be seen. I love this group. I love the vibe in this room. And um, so, and I just, I want to connect with all of you. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Meredith. Okay, Liz. Hi, Liz, compulsive overeater. Um, I don't know. 
why sometimes I get so nervous to talk, but um, thinking about spiritual experiences, I've had a few and I feel like, so I need to deal with my nervousness and just come out and talk about it, especially for the new person that comes in. Um, you know, I just I remember maybe a year and a half ago hearing a podcast I was listening to and it was talking about there's these grown adult women who were saying, oh, I've, I'm a binge eater, binge eating disorder. And I don't know why, but that's the first time I ever heard that term or even knew what it was. And I, it was just coming to me. It was, it was reaching out. And now I believe it was higher power having a spiritual experience before I was even spiritual, pointing me in the right direction. And then I, I sought um, therapy, like begging my therapist, how do I don't want to eat like this? I don't, I don't know why I'm doing it. And I'm just months and months and months of that. And no answers and, you know, just tears and crying. And I don't want to eat this stuff anymore. And I just, I couldn't even eat healthy foods at all. Um, and then this, or earlier this year, I was taking a class and I'm reading my textbook and it, it just traced these stories of people with addictions. And one person in the book was addicted to food and overeating compulsive overeater and she went to OA and it was just I felt this like oh my god this lightning bolt or something just pointing me and it, it was just such hope um wow like I can I can I can actually get through this and so in working the program I haven't had like a major experience all at once. It's just been so incremental, but I have noticed myself changing and, you know, I'm, I'm more peaceful. I'm happier. Things don't dig at me like they were, or if they do, because I'm human, they get to me, I deal with it and then I'm over it. And that's just, I don't know who I am. <laughs> I don't recognize this person, but um, so spiritual experience is real, and I'm so glad that we're reading this and studying it. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Um, I think we can go ahead and stop the recording. Jackie, if you could do that.